Welcome to the Squad Games Podcast. Squad Games Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to the Squad Games Podcast, the podcast where we like to roll dice and hear ourselves talk. I'm Giacomo and with me is my co-host Dakota. Go ahead, Dakota. Say hello to everybody. Hi, guys. How's it going? Excited to get this uh, podcast on the way. Today, we're going to be talking about the new Knockman set from Kill Team. But first, Dakota, tell me what you've been up to hobby-wise. Yeah, I designed a terrain set for this legionary team. It's called the Dark Star Fortress. You know, I watched your little ad for it. I really liked it. It made me laugh, and it felt like the nostalgia was all there. And I, I really, really liked that. I was going for like the 90s or 80s like, yeah, yeah. bad toy commercial you know yeah and i was thinking i was gonna see a burger king ad right after this or something Uh, i was thinking about it (laughs) so that's a good then you're you're right on track where you're trying to get thank you man i appreciate it well myself i've been painting some commissions slowly and mostly i've been looking at the knockmed stuff i've been really excited for that so let's go ahead and get into that all right sounds good Yeah, yeah yeah so uh what do you think of the whole box since you play kill team the most so i actually think that the the box is kind of um, well, if you just look at the, the box itself, when I was driving home, it would like flinging around the car a little bit. Don't ask me why. Um, but, uh, I kept picking it up and putting it on my seat. And every time I would stop, cause I was in traffic, it would like fly around. Typically like with all the other kilting boxes, it seemed, you know, it, that wouldn't be an issue. But with this box, it was, seems to be made, the box itself seems to be made a little cheaper than the other boxes. Right. It kind of feels like when you buy the start collecting things, they're really yeah, thin, exactly. thin cardboard. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, like the army boxes and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to particularly keep this box, so I'm not even worried about it. Uh, but um, that's that was my first impression, uh, other than the beautiful models that I've seen inside. Oh, yeah. As soon as you open it and you look at the book, the printing is amazing. The quality of the pages are really nice. Nothing's like, doesn't have that cheap feeling, you know? Oh, yeah. I really like it. The images are great. They They did a standout job on this part. The box itself, though, not so much. But everything else, great. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that would be the biggest negative of the whole box. And if that's their biggest negative, <laughs> they're doing something right. Yeah, whatever. Like, it's not going to go up to what they had when they did the Octarius box set. That I could keep that and still use it. Exactly. This one I can't. I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to talk. But that's, that's besides the point. No one cares about that. But no, no. Know. Uh, what was your favorite model from now that you've seen the two sets and kind of looked around it? So can I choose one from each? Sure. Go ahead and start with uh, whichever one. So let's start off with the Corsairs because I'm an Eldar fanboy uh, myself. Uh, I was quite excited for the new Eldar release along with uh, along with these bad boys. Um, at first, I really liked the Shade Runner. Uh, he's like the dude with the, the Warp Spider jump pack. And hopefully, whenever the Warp Spiders get around to be redone, uh, they have something very similar where they're like really sleek, sleek and nice. But um, I would definitely say my favorite from the Corsairs is the Wayseeker. Uh, if you look at the old... Um, if you look at the old warlocks they're just horrendous comparatively yeah, yeah. right like they're sculpted with greed stuff by um you know an old expert right um and uh yeah you know they're not they're not fantastic uh this guy looks great i would say that the the legionary team um by far uh my favorite would be the balefire ba- bale fire 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 alkalite. Yeah, I'm I'm not a chaos guy. Personally, I like the chosen just because he has such a like a how would I say this? He has like a Toy Story face. Yeah, he does have a Toy Story face. Yeah, it's it's very like it's very fun and over exaggerated. And I like the memes I'm seeing of him holding his cell phone 
where they they Photoshop a cell phone so he's taking a selfie. You know, I can't wait to see people <laughs> paint his teeth. Yeah, that's gonna be my favorite thing. Like uh, seeing him on the tabletop. One, one strip of line. Just a strip of line, guys. Don't try to separate the teeth. That uh, looks way worse. He's going. Unless that's what you're going for. <laughs> he's gonna look like. I mean, you maybe could do like one right in the middle, so he could look he has like, like he has buck like, teeth. He has like a gap, you know? Because before I had braces, I had the gap. You I know like what I mean? Gap. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, which might be funny, but uh, yeah. But I like the Legionnaire chosen. I, yeah, did you see the Age of Sigmar special edition? character they said when um the monrovia store opened in california there was the she's holding an axe and she has the horn growing out of her head correct yeah very yeah. similar to this and i wonder if they just sort of flipped it in the design because you know they're using and made like him CAD. a dude yeah they're using like cad for the <laughs> exactly yeah to make this and i i wonder that it, it doesn't take away from the excitement of the model i really like it yeah i think there's some great opportunities for uh conversions as well oh I, yeah i i think that they have a lot of great heads and a lot of great uh extra bits of sprue and stuff like that to really make them stand out i think the butcher is also like a really close second oh yeah um he's given me some corn vibes which uh i keep hearing rumors that uh they're coming later in the year which would be super exciting but of course that rumor's been circling for the past four years too so. many years I, t- I still want new uh what are they corn berserkers I still oh, want new corn berserkers my goodness my old ones are looking gross uh i mean they're smaller than the old space marines yeah because <laughs> they're still using that old sculpt but whatever. yeah they're, they're they're now the warlocks of the uh of the chaos race. damn <laughs> yeah going ham right there all right well let's go ahead and get into talking about some of the new rules the reason that we're talking about this today oh yeah it's uh, super exciting I'm, I'm pretty excited for chaos we'll start there yeah they get marks again marks is cool Heck yeah. so you, get, you have your four marks you have your corn zinch Nurgle and Slanesh. The yeah. standard four. I, I believe you have to take your entire team with the one mark. Unless if you're undivided. Unless you're undivided. If you're undivided, uh, you can take uh, different ones. But the problem when you do undivided is... Um, you lose out on some, some ploys. Well, you know, when you have the favorite of the Dark Gods, right? Like, typically, if you're all corn, you can just, you can just put one strategic ploy and then everyone... For corn, and then everyone gets it, right? Right. But if you're undivided, um, and you take only like two corn models, and that's the one you use, then only those two models get that get that uh get that benefit. Right. Which it's cool that you could do that, but I think it, personally, I would just choose one mark. Yeah. But everyone will play their style. You know, they'll they'll figure it out what works well for them. Absolutely. What's your uh, favorite mark? So uh, far? My favorite mark, I would probably say, is Zinch, and the only reason why is um. Because of the tactical ploys. Uh, I think that Zinch's all the other abilities are, are just okay. Um, I think that the, the, the tactical ploy that they have, which we'll, we'll go over once we hit the tactical ploy section, is uh, just busted. 100%. Uh, <laughs> I think that um, giving an extra APL to a 3 APL model, I mean, there's a reason why they, they nerfed it from Custodes, right? Um, I think that it's... Uh, I think it's going to be really, really strong, especially on certain models. Oh, yeah. You think so for sure? Oh, yeah. How about yours? I love corn. I was very excited for corn when it hit. Mm -hmm. I didn't think about what you'd mentioned where you can't take a psyker if you do like an all corn thing. Yeah. And I thought, you know, you're absolutely right. But I still would run corn there. They can get fast off the table and start hitting people. So you can go undivided and take most of corn, right? And then just have one guy. But if you and then have one guy be Zinch. But um, if you take corn, uh, I think it. I think I don't think that you can take it on that. So they they have this weird thing where 
uh, you can't take certain ones if you take uh, certain ones during. Uh, I was talking to somebody who actually won a won a tournament last uh, last night, actually. Okay. Uh, Sheldon Steer from uh, Kill Team Stream. He won a tournament for Chaos Undivided, uh, and he played Undivided, and he had a very specific Kill Team list, which was very fascinating. It was something very different from mine because I wrote mine this whole thing up yesterday. And, um, yeah, his army was just, uh, different than what I thought would, uh, would win a tournament. All right. Well, undivided is also my second favorite one. I think they have pretty good rules for just playing undivided. hundred percent. Yeah. Which I, I think is great. You know, I'm, I'm excited to see that. So that would make sense that Sheldon would win with undivided. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have any favorite tack ops? Yeah, I have a, um, uh, I, I think that they're my favorite tack op from them is I think they all kind of vibe pretty well together. They definitely want to work together. Yes. Yeah. But I think that you would take different ones for different against different teams. So sacrilegious mutilation is probably my probably my favorite. Um, and I think that that one is going to be really good into uh, horde. I think so too, just because it's really easy to score on units that have less wounds. You can, especially with chaos, because they can hit you pretty hard. Oh yeah, you could you could knock them out in one swing, and then you know you got it, which is yeah, and um, pretty good. I think the other ones are both, they both kind of follow the same, the same thing. I think that Savage Busher is also going to be exceptionally good against hordes or models with, uh, teams with more than 10 models, because, uh, if you take like a corn model in close combat and you're able to kill one, you could use perpetual aggression, move into another model, kill that one. And then boom, you just, you get a point right there. Right. Right. That's important. That, that's a good, that's a good sign. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I, think, I think this team is very strong. I, uh, what, what would you rate them? Like their strength? Ooh, so from someone who doesn't play nearly as much so as you do? F tier to S tier. Oh, man. They're going to be in an S tier. Yeah? For me, personally. They have three APL. So yeah. they can attack. They can do an objective. They can run. Whatever. All that good stuff. Then on top of that, they have all the marks, which give them something else. And they can have a site. So to, to me, I see that as like a good, a good team. And they're durable. Yeah, they're very durable. That's the big thing is they're durable. I would say that uh, for me, I would rate them probably, I think that they have like a lower skill cap. So I think that no matter who plays them, they'll do okay. And I, I think that, but I think that their, their skill cap is also going to be not as high as other teams. I think that they have a much more limited range. So I would probably put them in like between a B tier and like an S minus, depending on how they're being piloted. Um, but that's just my first, I haven't played with them yet, but that's my first inclination of how. I mean, a, a, B, a B isn't bad, you know, if yeah. you're just picking it up and you can make a few mistakes and still be all right. Considering almost every compendium team is D tier other than like <laughs> troops and custodes, right? <laughs> yeah. So um, now as far as the strategic ploys, is there any ones that stood out to you? I'll go over my quick like tier list. So okay. I think that hateful salt and malicious volleys, which is, um, you know, you select a model and uh, they get to perform two fight actions or two shoot actions with the three APL. Like you can, you can like, if you're already in close combat with someone, you can kill somebody, then move and then kill somebody. If you pop it um, or malicious volleys, you know, you could like move up on top of a container and then shoot twice, uh, you know, with a plasma guy, or you could uh, uh, be in the open already, shoot twice and then move behind something. Um, I think that it can be, super super good those are probably those and those are just the general right 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 uh what what what's uh and then i'll go over the other ones in a second but what's your favorite i loved hateful assault okay. perpetual aggression and delicious ag 
Okay. So that would mean I'd want to play Slanesh, but I just like corn too much. Yeah. I'm a corn fanboy, so I'm not okay. gonna suddenly play Slanesh. But yeah. Slanesh has some nipple good rings aren't your thing. Well, they're not not my thing. Oh, okay. I just I wouldn't do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got gotcha. you. No, yeah, I really like I like Delicious Agony mixed with like Graceful Killer. Yeah. Yeah, those two together. Mm. Disgusting. Just mm, love it. Um, I would say corn's best is perpetual aggression. Oh yeah, easy. Because you can move while within engagement range, which is something that you you're breaking the you're breaking a rule of of the game, right? Like it's difficult to uh it's difficult to to not do that, right? It, yeah. You you get to go ahead and do the, the extra move is whatever. Yes. Yeah, just cuz it's it's not supposed to be something you get. And I I think movement is very important in this, especially for elite armies that need to set up turns. Like when you were playing crew that one time, absolutely, you had all the board, so you could you could do like uh, if I make a mistake, I still got like four crew that can do it. Yeah, yeah. Where with space marines, I had six guys. I had to figure out how they were going to move around. Yeah, very that's, true. That's it. So like getting to set up is super important with the lead armies like this. Yeah, and uh, like the 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 biggest thing about this game, even more than kill team one, is uh, is movement in general, right? So anything that adds movement is just going to be super strong in general. So I think perpetual aggression is going to be very, very strong. For Zinch, um, my favorite strategic ploy is, uh, I think they're both really good, actually. Uh, between Protected by Fate, which uh, in, a, in a shooting attack, uh, you get to keep one, I believe, as a, one of your failed saves, you just get to retain it. Hmm. Uh, or if, if, if you... If you pass any critical saves, you just get to retain one extra save, which is just really good. That is really nice. Uh, and then ether- uh, the etheric ward, right, is... Uh, the four-up invul. Oh, my goodness. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, all right, cool, dude. Like, you want to shoot me with... Uh, you want to shoot my entire team uh, with some plasma, Mr. Veteran Guardsman. That was thinking uh, Veteran Guard. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, yeah, it's still four plus, but if you're if you're caught open, like, you know, let's say you have your... Let's say you decide to run uh, your butcher, right? Right. Uh, as a zinch, right? Uh, you can push him up further across the board and then pop his invulnerable save, and it's going to help against power weapons. It's going to help against power fists, plasma, anything. It just makes them more resilient, and uh, that's something that I like enjoy about it. What about you? Yeah, implacable could be pretty good. Yeah. Because you're not treated as injured. You ignore negative modifiers for your APL. Yeah. I and, think yeah, so <laughs> I think that's super strong. I think it's a little bit less situationally. I think it's it's you very can use situational. It more oh, okay, you think so? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's a little bit more situation situationable than mutagenic flesh. Um because on that you just subtract one damage that's inflicted from a dice roll to a minimum of two, right? So um that's just gonna add more staying power, especially if you're going imagine like li- these little p- puny veteran guardsmen you know, shooting at you and it's like, okay, well I hit you four times. Uh, it's like, okay, well I'm going to reduce you to, to two damage now from your right. hot shot volleys or whatever, you know, if they even go through your three plus save. Right. Right. Uh, I think it just, it adds a lot of staying power, uh, which, which is a different type of uh, staying power than what Zinch would typically have. Right. Where theirs is more of you get a better save as opposed to, I can take a hit. Yeah. And then I think we both agree that Slanesh's delicious agony, agony, if used correctly, We'll just straight one shot models without any kind of retali- type of retaliation. Oh yeah, that, that's that's already an easy one, especially if you got the anointed, which we'll get onto that. In fact, oh, let's yeah. let's get onto those operatives. Okay. I I love the anointed, the the demonic dude, super fun. 
I, I recommend activating the demon force right, form right away. Sure, you can't do objectives anymore and all that other stuff. Who cares? You want to hit twice and you want to have lethal five. Yeah. I love that. He's he's definitely one of the best in in my opinion, for sure. Um uh of the of of their legionaries. Just just statistically wise and stats wise, I would say that he's uh he's pretty strong. I like I, the Shrive Talon as well. Yeah. He's the only one I've seen that gets to but when you're the defender, you can you can resolve an attack first. Yeah. Now, uh, that's just a cool rule, and I really like that. I don't know if he's going to be like a top-tier unit, but I think he's pretty good. Well, uh, I think Corsairs have something similar. They do. But, but it's only for parrying. Yeah, his, that one just parries, yeah. Yeah, so this dude, you get a strike first, no matter what, even if you're the defender. And then imagine making him, um, giving him delicious agony so that he could basically strike twice. Yeah. <laughs> before anyone else. Yeah. Like, if you're going to get what he does, how much damage he does? Uh, he does uh, three five, so uh, two strikes, and you've pretty much already killed the vet guard. Um, you know, with six six damage, and it's lethal fives, right? So all you need to do is crit once, and any vet guard or Eldar is gonna die. Yeah, uh, from in, the one the stab. From the one stab, it's like, oh, I'm gonna charge this guy. Oh yeah, how cool am I? It's like, oh no, you're not. <laughs> you're a dead guy, actually. How about you? What were your favorites of the Legionnaires? So I would definitely say um, the anointed. So I actually have a tier list. Okay. You want to, you want to show me your tier list? Yeah. So I have the anointed, which is the demon guy is number one. Uh, He's just too good not to take in my opinion. Uh Um, And then you have the butcher. Yeah. I chose that too. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Number two, number three is the Bellfire Acolyte. All right. I didn't steal your homework. Let's keep going. Okay. I'm still on the same track. Um, And then, uh, I have four as the as the legionary chosen. He's the, oh. the leader. I think I think if you take the other guy, you're trolling, right? You're just straight inting, running. Yeah, down. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then number five, I would actually say is the icon bear. Um, Ooh, well, we we definitely switch there. He's near the bottom for me. So uh, the reason why I chose the icon bear is uh, for two things. I think that if you're you put your chosen in a in a in a scary situation. I think the icon bear you can still use your favors of the dark gods and get a free strategic boy. So I think that uh, if if something bad happens and your and your chosen dies, then at least you're not st- start burning through your CP even faster on your strategic boys, right? Okay, uh, that's my personal reason, and uh, I think the other thing is, I mean, he counts as having four APL for controlling objectives. And then imagine this, imagine mm-hmm. this. So how controlling objectives in kill team two happens is the more APL that you have, which is actions. Actually, I don't know what APL means. I just know that you're act action point level. I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. Um, essentially what happens is if you have two vet guard in him, he now it's now contested. And then if you just use your, if you make him zinch and you give him a zinch, the zinch bonus of plus one, one model now beats two pretty much any other models uh other than space marines right unless they have two space marines on one and then i mean he's probably gonna die um (laughs) so i think that uh having four possibly five apl just sitting on an objective is guaranteeing you having that objective i mean think about it you have to have literally three dudes come up or that guy has to die right uh that's the reason why i have him just because he's like i have this objective you're not taking that makes sense yeah especially with such a low model count i think that he's pretty good um 
for my sixth, I have the Shrive Talon. Okay. Uh, I think that he could be higher on the list. And I'm not saying that you should take the first six. I just think that these are kind of like power rankings. So it's kind of like, well, I'm going to go with a more shooty list. Maybe I'm going to take more gunners. I'm or- not going to take the Butcher or the Anointed, right? But I'll still take, you know, the, the Acolyte, the Chosen, and the Icon Bear. Because right? they're, just, they're just good. Yeah. But if you're taking a, a, ch- a choppy list, then you're probably going to take those, right? Right. And then I have the Heavy Gunner. Uh, after him, uh, the gunner, and then the warriors at the end. Yep, I feel like uh, warriors and any of the generic ones are always going to be at the bottom because they're not really, yeah, not really adding anything. You know, yeah. in the last place, I have the aspiring champ. I just don't know why you would ever take that model. Um, Do it's I like, not remember the aspiring? Oh my goodness, I didn't even realize this was here. Yeah, I missed this entirely. I've looked at this twice. So it's like, oh, I have a parry hook. That's cool, and that's my tainted chainsword. That's the only cool thing that I have about me. And why would you take a two hitting on twos four five weapon when you could take the chosen guy who has who hits on twos does four seven and has lethal five? It's like oh, but I want to take my power fist. It's like okay, so it does five seven damage and it's a brutal, but uh, it hits on threes when you could do essentially the same damage with lethal five. Um, oh, you're right, and you're hitting on, on the two. demon blade. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. you heal. Like when you do damage, you heal two wounds from the from Soul Feast. Like, why would you just not take him? You're, so, you're absolutely right. So in the end, like, there's just no questions. I would never take Aspiring Champion. You guys can fight me about it, uh, but that's just my opinion. All right, that was that was a good one. I like that. And now, as far did you any equipment stand out to you? Do you have a tier list for equipments? Yeah, um, I don't think that their equipment is as good as the the Corsairs. The Corsairs. But uh, I would definitely take the Malign Scripture every two game. Two powers is really nice. Yeah, two powers once a tur- uh, once once a game uh, is just you at, know at a critical moment. You know, absolutely. Uh, I think Grizzly Trophy is amazing. Yeah. So imagine this: you have your Icon Bearer with a Grizzly Trophy sitting on an objective. Two Space Marines come up to take the objective. You pop Zinch on him, and you're like, okay. And I have a Grizzly Trophy, so now one of you are have another minus. Uh, one. At- oh, I guess minus one attack. But still, like minus one attack is great. It's survivable. Yeah, it's survivable. Yeah, and it's minus one attack for shooting and for close combat. Exactly. So, and, and and the thing is, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be against him. It's just if he's in range. Exactly. So you want to put it on somebody who's going to be on an objective, because it just you know it's it's guaranteed you just choose an enemy, and their most scary guy or their second most scary guy, and and you're you're good to go. Um. Did you like Tainted Rounds? I have Tainted Rounds as number six. Okay. So it made my tier list. Um, and I think that, I think it's good, but with the amount of uh, APL, uh, that, I mean, the, the, the amount of equipment points that you get, I just don't see myself taking it. Okay, yeah. It, it's, it's one of those I could take, but I put it above Malefic Blade because I don't think I would take Malefic Blade as often. Yeah. I, I would just keep what their loadout. I think it's already a pretty good loadout. Yeah. I won't take Malefic Blade. I, yeah, I don't think it was that great. It's whatever. The Warden Armor, though. Yeah, that's my number three. Okay. Um, so, Warded Armor, I think that if you save your CP for some spicy stuff. Right. Uh, and then you just get, you know, a two plus save. Uh-huh. I think that could be pretty strong. So, uh, especially if you save your P- CP for save rerolls, it's just like, it'll never go away. So, how Warded Armor works is that you have a two plus save. 
and uh, it goes away. So it's like the old. Um, it's like the what's the character the from Dark, Dark Eldar? Yeah, the old version of the it, right? the Archon. Yeah, the Archon. The yeah, Dark... the, it gets a two up, and then it becomes a five up if he fails it. And then my number four is Frags and Cracks. I mean, you can't you can't go wrong with Frags and Cracks. You you can't like if you're going against Harlequins for any a spicy tip for anyone out there, just take nothing but frag grenades or crack grenades. Yep, just try to blow them up. Uh, I mean, they're indirect, so anytime that you're fighting a Genestar cult or something like that. Uh, typically you can't target them, right? So you just throw a grenade at them and then uh, watch the little Eldar body flop on the ground. Yeah. And laugh itself to death. Because that's what <laughs> Harlequins do, right? Well, yeah, I really, really enjoyed a lot of that stuff from Chaos. So they're they're going to look like it's going to be a pretty fun team to play. Yeah. But now let's move over to the Corsairs. Okay. All right. I, right off the bat, they don't have anything like a different faction. What they get is everyone can perform a dash. Now, you had a discrepancy that you kind of wanted to mention about this dash ability. Yeah, so uh, the way that I read it and understood it is they get a free dash every round or any time that they move. So it says each time this, operati- this operative is activated, it can perform a free dash action during that activation. So that makes me think that uh, you can move and then shoot and then dash. So you can dash behind cover or whatever. So. Or you can dash, shoot, and then move. Uh, I think that that's going to be extremely strong, uh, to say the slightest. Like, it's like, okay, I don't need to be in conceal. I can stay in engage order, move my heavy wraith. Uh, I guess heavy wraith cannon is a heavy gun, but you can move your shredder out, blast something, and then uh, move it back, right? So I think that that's going to be really strong, along with, like I said earlier, um, it's a super strong um, ability. Ability just giving extra movement for free, right? Yeah, it, it's it, like they have three APL now. It feels like it. So yeah. it kind of makes up for them just having two all across the board. Exactly. So that that I really love that ability. That's probably my favorite. And then then we get onto the tac ops. I love flawless raid. Tac ops, yeah, yeah. With uh, with that one, mm-hmm. I think it's really easy against uh, more elite armies. Yeah, and my personal opinion on that. So I'm I'm looking forward to trying that out once I build these models. I'll get there eventually. So I like all of them. Oh yeah? Like I just like them all. One one of my favorite abilities is the soul the soul stone one. The soul guard? Yeah, the soul guard. Uh that is by far probably my not my favorite, like I'm an Aldar player. So the fact that when your dudes die and you know that people come back and take soul stones after afterwards and collect them and bring them to the infinity matrix, um, you know, like you're like, this is badass. This is something that I would just want to take just because I'm it's an like Eldar fl- fan. It's a flavor thing. Yeah. You know, like, I don't want no Slanesh, you know, buddy coming over and cracking my soul stone. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> okay. like it's just so fluffy. And I just love that they put it in. It's so fluffy. You could be the marshmallow paste. Yes. Yes, I could be. <laughs> Surprisingly, I-, I like the ability, but I think it's one of the ones I wouldn't take often. Because that implies that I'm going to have dudes die. And I would rather have them doing, like, hit and running and trying not to die. I agree. But I, I understand the benefit of, like, well, if they die, then, you know, there's a way to get easy points. Yeah. I just try to hold everything. I think Flawless Raid is going to be taken every Oh, yeah. And Opportunist, I like Opportunist for the reason we were playing this one time, and you had some dudes in the corner. They weren't near any objectives. And I thought, if I go send my dudes out, they're never going to touch objectives. They're just going to yeah. fight these guys. Mm-hmm. With this, I can select those guys that you put in the corner that aren't ever going to touch objective, mm-hmm. and I can still get points for it. 
Yeah. So it's it's okay. Then I can commit to dudes going out there and not just going for objectives. Yeah. So what's interesting is that Chaos has something very similar, right? Where they have like a corpse or something that they they go and pick. Yeah, up. they do the corpse token one. That's yeah. for the sa- savage. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm getting it wrong. Sacrilegious. Something. Yeah, that one. So I'm actually going to be making some of these tokens and acrylics. So I'm going to be. I'm quite excited to make them. Okay. But they don't give it to you in the box, set, do they? Mm, I think I, you just use a generic token. I didn't see any. I'm not sure. I don't know. We'll have to double check that. Yeah. Um. But uh, I think that it's very interesting. It's almost like Games Workshop read the old Warhammer, uh, or the old kill team. And there's this one that Sheldon put in his packet. I don't know if it was part of the old kill team. I only played the packets in the, in the old edition. But um, whenever somebody would die, it was called like a bounty hunter. Whenever so- no, I don't know if it was bounty hunter. I think that might have been a different one. But whenever someone would die, they had a... Uh, a token that went down on their base and then you could collect it at the end of your turn and if you every few that you collected you got a point uh for each enemy model that died so i like that they're bringing back something that was super successful of the old version uh-huh. of kill team and using it in a very creative way because like the kill team is in this one it's like yeah they have a loot version where you pick three models and it's like yeah they could play around it and like keep their models like far back but you want to when you use opportunists and you make them the enemy people, you know, you want to use them on people that are going to be coming to your lines so you can kill them and collect their, their Ooh, stuff. I didn't think about that. That's yeah. a good idea. Because if you're like, oh, I'm going to put it on your gunner. It's like, okay, why would you do that? Because he's just going to be in the back all game long. It's like, yeah, you might kill him, but then are you going to get there? Well, the Corsairs probably could because they're so fast. <laughs> um, Soul Guard is interesting because you know you're going to lose models. So... Uh, if you move them up in groups or maybe at the end of the game, you can just collect a couple of them, you know, depending if you still have enough models. Right. And they have, they have a ploy, which allows, I think it's called light fingers, yes. which allows them to pick up for free. For freezies. So that could, that could work really well. It really could. Yeah. I could see like the way watcher giving somebody an extra AP moving up, collecting a, like a, like a soul stone and then grabbing uh, an objective as well. Like right. Burning an objective. So I could see this team being very good. All right, yeah, I really, I really loved a lot about that. Uh, psychic powers. What were your favorite psychic powers? <sighs> I like them all. I like them all, Jock. <laughs> um, best offensive one is lightning strike. Right, it's a four or five AP one. Uh, just super, super strong. Then you have the other ones are all situational, right? So you have warding shield. So you give a model, you give one model a three plus plus. Uh huh. Right. Um, within six inches and. That can be super strong, especially if you're going into certain like you know matches. But it's again right, right, situational. Right. You have uh, freezing grasp, which you can slow a model. That one I felt was situational. It's very situational, but I mean, imagine doing that to Death Guard. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> it's like okay, you can only move two inches, uh, right? Like, right, right. Or like, good luck climbing up that crate now. You know, to get some <laughs> idea. You know, like it could be. It can be really good. It can even help against faster units right like you could do it on a on a harlequin trooper um and then it's like their their charge is reduced by two which could be vital to your strategy and vital to them not charging somebody on an objective and then the warp fold i think is way more situational i think it's really cool. i loved warp fold okay go ahead because it just it lets you switch positions so you know if you have someone in the back who do, he did his job switch positions with him 
and now he can do his job over here. Yeah, a trick- that, that's that's what I like for the trickster, tricksy little Elfie. Yeah, huh? that's what that's what I was like for. The problem is it's only within six, so I could see it being really strong if you want to give, you know, your 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 shroud dude, um, uh huh, like more like six inches of extra movement, you right. know, to get somewhere else. One hundred percent, I could see that. Um, I think it's also very good, but I think you have to be really clever when you're using it. Otherwise, uh, the clever non-Trixie Elvesies uh, won't probably won't use that ability correctly. Oh yeah, because if you're not within the six inches, well, it's not going to happen. So yeah. you you really do position yourself in that way. Exactly. So then we get to the whole skill cap, where this is probably going to be one of the harder ones to to really drive well. Yeah. So, um, well, I wasn't done with the psychic. Well, powers. go ahead and tell me some. More. La- I think the best psychic power out of everything is actually from the Waywatcher. Uh, and that's giving an extra APL to... Oh, that's his mom. personal one, right? That's the... Yeah. Uh, that's the chick. Mm-hmm. So she can heal people twice per turn, or she can soul channel and heal, or she can just heal or just soul channel, depending if you want to possibly take damage. But I think just adding the extra AP to somebody is going to be busted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, I was working my way up to that. I apologize. No, it's okay. I took your thunder. <clears throat> But um, going on to what you were saying, I think that the piling skill for this is going to be really, really rough. So I think that this team, a lot of people might be down on at first, just because I think they're going to be hard to pilot. They have so much things to remember. They have so many different ways to build your team and so many different ways to be to, to play against different armies. I think that this team would probably be from B minus, which is almost like the lower of the Convenium teams, all the way up to S tier. I think that these guys also have a huge opportunity to win full-on tournaments. Right. Um, because I, I think that they can be piloted just that good, in my opinion. Yeah, for, for experienced players, I definitely believe so. Yeah, and what do you, what do you think? I would agree. Yeah? Yeah, because when you look at this from just the army itself, they're squishy, so easy easy to kill. Their weapons aren't incredibly strong. They're pretty good. Well, minus like heavy weapons. Yeah. So you really have to make sure you get them in the right spot. You're doing ambushes. You're you're making sure you're taking out the court, the key units that your opponents have. Correct. Because if you don't do that right, well, it's like when Dark Eldar was in sixth edition. You couldn't make mistakes. No, no. <laughs> you you. I mean, even with this army, it's going to punish you tremendously for. for oh yeah, you make a mistake, mistakes. and then that dude gets in there. Someone punches your elf. Your elf's dead. A hundred percent. Yeah. Dead. It's not going to. And yeah. I th- I think that some people might play them too aggressively, or not aggressively enough. Right. They're too scared that they're squishy. Yeah, and you don't have enough numbers like you would with a horde army. Like this army is so positional, it's it's dumb, right? They're gonna be super super reliant on how you move them throughout the board. I think more than any other team because I played Vetguard at LVO, uh-huh. and uh, you could just kind of do whatever with them. Like you just have so many bodies, it's like okay, I'm gonna sacrifice this guy to this, you know, to this uh this dude over here, and then you know do this and this. These guys, you, I mean, it's you can't sacrifice as many bodies. No. Especially because you can only take nine. Yeah, which I feel like they could have given they them They could have given you ten. I was like, they give you ten models, though. Yeah. I feel like they could have given ten, but, I mean, maybe in playtesting, maybe it was too 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 strong. <laughs> maybe. Um, because I could, see, I could see that happening as well. So, it's going to be interesting. I mean, obviously, if these guys are super underpowered, and I'm just super hypey on them... Um, Maybe they'll they'll get the craft world bonus where they get one extra one extra uh, one extra model. You know what I mean? But I don't think that's going to happen. I think that these guys are pretty strong. Only time will tell. But you're probably right. Now, what was your favorite operative from the new the new guys? 
uh, the way watcher. I think that the psychic powers that he just is going to wield is just, uh, is just too strong. Like I have, I have, I have a tier list as well, but, um, I think that, or sorry, that not way watcher, the way seeker is, uh, is going to be super, super strong. Uh, yeah, he's, yeah. That's he's un- decent at melee. Mm-hmm. He has a great shooting attack. Uh, and he has a really good supportive capability. Yeah. The support capability is what I love the most from the extra APL to the healing. Like that's just, that's a bonus. Yeah. Well, he can't do the, the extra APL. That's going to be the soul weaver, but she's my number two. Um, oh, you're right. You're right. So, uh, you give him the, the ability where he can cast two spells per turn and it just doesn't matter. It's like, yeah, if you roll a one or a two on his second cast, then it doesn't go off. Like who cares? Like this dude, I mean, you're getting three to four psychic spells out per turn with this team. You know what I mean? It's, it's really, really strong. Um, <laughs> who's your number two? The, it's going to be the soul weaver. Okay. She can heal people. She can heal people twice at the cost of possibly her own, her own body. Uh, and she also can, you know, give people an extra APL. I think that's something that in such a diverse model mm-hmm. is super good. Right. So vet guard have it in, uh, their comms dude can give somebody an extra AP. And with an, with a team that are, only has two APL, I can tell you how, how needed having an extra APL is because during certain missions, you have to go up and you have to play aggressive and you have to, to burn an objective. And I think that's just going to be too strong. Okay. What do you got next? Um, my next is going to be the fell arch. Yep. Um, dude is just strong. I love coordinated strike. Honestly, it's my favorite ability. Yeah. I mean, like, I think that group activations in a in a team that doesn't have any is is pretty strong. Yeah, it's like suddenly I get another guy. Yeah, it's like oh, I haven't used this ability. Like you can use it, you don't have to, but uh, essentially it's taking you from uh, nine models to eight models that you have to move in around, which could be useful against uh, if you want to have more Overwatch, Overwatch or if you want to have less Overwatch, uh, depending you know if you're going against Marines, if you're going against vet guard if you're going against you know uh, gene stealers like it just all depends all right and what's the next the kernite hunter he's like a an aggressive spotter if he gets his ability off that model is dead imagine this imagine uh seeing the sniper up in the tower or something like that right right and then you're like uh of a vet guard right that uh-huh. busted dude you're like or or the medic right and you're like oh the medic doesn't have conceal anymore or on a six or a five right uh-huh. And bada bing bada boom, um you can just nuke the medic with any model. Right. right. And now the medic's not doing anything for the rest of your team. Yeah. So yeah. I think that I think that he has the possibility to be super, super good. Okay. That that would make sense. I would agree with that. Yeah. I put him a little lower because he's a little he has more re- like he has to rely on those things. Yeah. Because rolling a six is kind of hard. Yes. Yeah, on its own. You're gonna do it. Uh, you might not even do it in a single game because you have a one in six chance, right? Right. You might just keep missing. And then, well, like, he went up in the front and didn't do anything. Yeah. So the longer you hold it, the better it's going to be. But if, again, you're going against a vet guard, they might know that. So, uh, and they're going to have more activations than you. So that's probably not going to happen. Um, and then you have, you know, if you're within six inches of this model or they're not within a triangle or one inch of heavy cover, so it's going to be a little situational, you know, you might want to use him not on their highest level models or whatever, but against Marines, I see that being 
or elites models that have to come out. Right, because you only have so play. many, then you're gonna get all three almost all the time. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be strong. It's gonna be really strong. That is that's that's his reason. What 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 number did you have your Kernite Hunter at? He was number five for me, so he's just a little lower. I just had a little. Sh- I had the Shade no. Runner above. My my mine is a mine is a Kernite Hunter is number five. Well. All right. Oh, I guess I I missed the Fate Dealer. That's my fault. <laughs> so, um, Fate Dealer is number four for me. Where's Fate Dealer on your list? <laughs> He's number nine. Number nine. Okay. So I just uh, think he's a sniper. So like to me, I didn't see him as more value. How about you? So for me, uh, mortal wounds of three on a six is really strong. He hits on twos. Okay. He has a heavy weapon and it's silent, so he can fire from conceal. Uh, You give him the pathfinder cloak and the equipment thing, and he can be on the ground, and no one can ever shoot him unless they would come within within range you can play aggressive with the dude right four shots like he's very similar to the vet guard sniper and i value my vet guard sniper uh really high um i think that he can punch out a ton of damage while being concealed while being able to shoot i think is really good okay i didn't think of that yeah, I think I've done like 18 wounds to a to a gene stealer before with the old sniper. Wow. Like it was dumb. Yeah, it would die from just a fusion. I don't know if he needed to do that much damage to it, but all right. It needed to die. I guess you, you needed to make sure it was gone. It was part of, it was part of the strategy. <laughs> Filthy Xenos. Um so then after the hunter what did you get? Uh so my number 6 after hunter is the shade runner. I was super hyped on the shade runner when he when I saw he had a he had a warp spider jump pack. I thought he was going to get like a free move or something. And I thought that was going to be like super busted. And I think that, uh, GW also realized that. So they didn't give it to him. Instead, they gave him, um, fly, which is also extremely good. He's probably one of the better post combat units, but with fly, you can move within an inch of enemy models. Okay. Um, and you can jump over terrain you would probably use him as either a board control threat or as an assassin, right? Yeah, yeah, so, that would make sense. He, so he he can throw knives. Not He's not as strong as an orc knife thrower, but he's still pretty good. Right. Um, he has lethal five. He has relentless. And if he, like, flies over somebody, uh, he can, for one AP, give them an, an extra auto attack, like, just right through him, right? Right. So it could be good to to kill somebody outright later on or like when they're already wounded or something. Um, I think that he's going to be such very situational and he's going to want to pick off lone wolves of, of enemy teams. Right. They're just going for like this objective in the corner or something. Yeah. I think he's going to be super useful to get certain secondaries done as well. Cause of fly and you can use him like that. And some games he might not even attack anyone because I think that he's just so versatile because of fly and because of how fast um, the, he's Corsair, the Corsairs can move. I, I, I don't even know if he's going to be used in an offensive matter uh, all the time. Right. You might just be getting objectives in the back. Correct. Because he can fly over terrain. And he's not strong enough to go and kill, like, the Butcher. Or, no, not at all. His... Or Space Marines or Power Fist dudes by himself, right? So, like, yeah, against squishy teams, like, you can probably use the crap out of him. But um, other times... Like, I... against Custodes, no, you're not yeah, going to... Definitely not. No, they're going to fight him. Yeah, you're just gonna you're just gonna fly around the map as far as possible from them. And what'd you have next? So my next is gonna be any of the gunners. I think that all the gunners are pretty good. I'm least hyped on the Shuriken Cannon. 
uh, I really like the the uh, the, the uh, Wraith Cannon. I really like the Wraith Cannon. I think that it's going to be four mortal wounds. Yeah, dude, it's just a long range Melta. Like, why would you not want that? I think the Shredder and Blaster are also really good. They don't have the heavy rule, so you can use them a little. You're a little bit more free to use them. Yeah, I actually think the regular gunner is better than the heavy for that reason. Yeah, because you already want to be mobile with this army. Yeah, I think that it's going like any of them are going to be great, but I think like you would specifically take the Wraith Cannon into uh, Custodes. You would take them into or Talons of the Emperor and uh, right. You would take them into Space Marines and stuff uh-huh. like that, but you could also take the Blaster, right? Right. So, I, I like the Scatter a lot because I think most of the armies you're going to play are going to be of at least eight or more models. So they're going to be clumping. So when you have the blast on your weapon, yeah, that, that's, that's really yeah. useful, especially yeah. when you add it with uh, one of the equipments too, that right? they have. Yeah, yeah. The, one of the, what was the equipment? Um, the scanner. Yeah, the scanner. Ocular scanner. Yeah, like you do that with with the scatter. Everything has ignore cover. Like that's pretty good to me, especially if you if you give them the extra APL from your way if you from your way watcher, right? And you can do that shit for free. So you could like, I'm gonna dash out. I'm gonna shoot you with my shredder, and then uh, I'm gonna you know move away. And before I shot, I, I use my ocular scanner. You know what I mean? Like, right? Yeah, it's gonna be super strong. <laughs> um, yeah, I, gets, I really like that. Yeah, gets five attacks, does three four, and does blast circle. I mean, I mean, it's or blast two inches. You know it's gonna be it's gonna be really strong, especially against uh, lower, lower wound count armies. Right, right. Then you had uh, what was it next? Uh, Kurnathi. My next one, uh, yeah, is Kurnathi. Uh, he's my number eight. Yeah, um, I, 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 he has like a cool ability. I just didn't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna break anything. No, it's definitely not gonna break anything. He's gonna be like similar to what's his name. The savage dude? I don't know. I I, I just use my uh, my machete dude. I use my machete dude for him uh, for vet guard. So essentially, he's going to be a really good defensive unit, right? So he has two power weapons, which is super useful, and then he can power uh, he can parry any any attack before it happens, right? So like even if he's a defender or an attacker, one of his successful hits can be used before he fights as a parry. So you can just completely nullify and someone's damage out completely and then continually kill them with the rest. Do you think he's good against armies that are more close combat focused? So you know they're going to try to hit you, but now you have this guy who's going to ignore their first hits? I think that I think he can be in used in the right way. Okay. So, I think like if you use him as like a bait, he can be used that way. All right. Um I feel like he has a better chance of surviving the butcher than anyone else in the army i think so as well yeah <laughs> especially if you give him the three plus armor save right right you right. know what's gonna happen right uh just because he's going to parry but i mean he's still gonna die to the butcher you know what i mean like yeah if he doesn't get his hits off first you know the butcher's gonna hit him and then do like seven damage so. yeah i think in general with this army you still want to stay out of close combat unless if you're gonna hit somebody with multiple models right if you know you're gonna win it then then you take the combat otherwise don't be the one to start it Correct. So yeah, so close combat, a lot of the close combat ones were a little low for me. Yeah. For that reason. Yeah, makes sense. I, I do want to definitely shoot and then run away. Yeah. Get objectives with the little, you know. That feels right for Eldar and pirates in general. Yeah. They 100%. don't, don't want to actually fight. They just want to hit you, take your stuff, and leave. Exactly. Uh, my nine is Mr. Pistol, uh, the Starstorm Duelist. Who's, uh, where, where did you put the pistol guy on yours? He was number six, and I think I did that mostly because of cool factor. But yeah, he is, he's so limited in range, but not in the same way that... 
the Shade Runner is, where the Shade Runner can fly. Yeah. He, yeah, this guy can't, so no. I'm not even using him for any of that. He's just, he's cool. He can shoot in engagement range, I guess. Yeah. This, That's fun. This guy can shoot in con- engagement range. He can shoot at six inches, and he can shoot at three inches with a second gun. Right. So it's like, like, again, like, position's going to be huge with this guy. You want to set up, is like, this game is more like chess, Kill Team 2, than old Kill Team. Right. Old Kill Team was a little more 40K with less models. Yeah, this is more like strategic chess. 40K. Right, your moves matter because then that's going to let you do the next thing next turn. You only have four rounds that you have to plan for. So you got to figure it out. Yeah, and if your models can only move six inches in a round, you can only get so far. If your, mo- if your models can move 10 inches or 11 inches in a round, you have a lot more playability. Right, you're getting over the board, kind of like Harlequins yeah. do. So I could see somebody giving this guy an extra APL, then he can move dash, uh-huh. move up and shoot the crap out of somebody with his fusion pistol and stuff, and then if he gets charged after that, I don't see why they would, because then you would just kill somebody else with his plasma. I think they should just shoot him. <laughs> yeah. Or his, his melt-a-gun. Um, he could definitely be pretty good in the right situation. Um, that's why I have him as number nine, is because, again, he's super situational. Right, right, right. And then my last one for them is on, on this is uh, the warrior. And I, I think that the warriors can be put in for any of the models up there. Almost any of them, other than maybe my top, my top four. In my Usually, opinion. the top four are going to be in almost every list because exactly. they're just that good. Exactly. Um, yeah, the warrior. It's good. I mean, he's got a shuriken rifle, so like, yeah, they're good in close fine. combat. They have a five plus. They're also good in uh, in melee. Uh huh. Right. So they have more. Uh huh. They have more viability than a lot of the other. Like, so you know, the Kurnathi di- dude. Only attacks in close combat. Right. The pistol dude is pretty much close combat or up to it, right? Uh, and if you don't want to run them because you don't think that you're going to do that, right. then, then I you th- take a warrior. I think you're going to take the warrior. So um, I think the, the you could take two warriors in this team, two to two to three warriors if you don't want to run the Kernite Hunter either. So, um, like, I think that that's probably... Where they're gonna, where the, where the warrior will see success is against certain matchups. Right, you'll take your warriors instead. Yeah, which yeah, that, that would make sense. As cool as it is to have all these awesome looking models, sometimes a regular warrior really works. Absolutely. And now, what did you think about the tr- the equipment that they have? Oh man, their equipment, dude, is the best in the game so far. In all right, opinion. what's your, what's your favorite? What's your top? Um, my favorite equipment is going to be the lodestone helm for sure. Okay. Okay, you put that on your way watcher, you get two powers every turn. Yeah, if you roll a one or two, it doesn't go off. I mean But still you get you get an you know to I roll I mean Chaos gets one psyker and he if he with his equipment, he gets it once. This dude gets it every turn. <laughs> yeah. Two spells every turn. Which is pretty strong because Eldar already have pretty good spells. Yeah, and I can see why they did not let you take this on the, the Way Watcher. Because I would put it on the Waywatcher too, and I would just heal people and soul channel people and do a whole bunch of stuff. Well, that's the APL stuff. It's not a psychic power. Yeah. But if it was allowed on her, I would take two of them okay. in, every, in every list. But it's only allowed on, on the Waywatcher. That's my number one. What's your number one? Uh, it was the Ocular Scanner. To okay. me, it has the most usefulness of, for, for shooting. Because yeah. again, I don't think you want to do too much combat with this army. Yeah. Shooting seems to be the way, or like mid, mid-level shooting, and then some stabbing to win. Yeah. So I put that because I like ignoring the cover. I think that's really good, especially with the shredder. That's that's my number one. I'm definitely uh-huh. going to be doing that when okay. it happens. Then I chose Pathfinder Cloak. 
Okay. Path- I, I love the fat Pathfinder cloak. I have Ocular Scanner as number two. Okay. Um, and then uh, my number three is is the Pathfinder cloak. I will take it in every list. Yeah, it's it's very good, especially after you were telling me how you want to add it on the the Ranger. The well, you can only put it on the Ranger. Oh, okay. I didn't read all of it. If, if I must I, have missed that. If I could put it on every model, I would. Because it's that good. Well, you only get 10 points. And it, what, these cost three each? They cost two. They cost two? So you could take it on half your team, which is still pretty good. Yeah, so essentially this is the domino field of the old troops where uh, as long as they're within one inch of cover of any kind, they can't be shot regardless of any rules, right? So you have to kill the sniper with, um, with a grenade or you have to kill the sniper uh, and get within two inches of him and shoot him or close combat them. And so it offers a lot more viability. Uh-huh. So it offers a lot more viability, right? So like most snipers have to stay concealed. They have to stay up high so they can see things. It's like, yeah, you might do that with this guy and he can never be shot. Right. But also with this guy, you could move him around, get behind cover and get different lines of shots and never worry about him getting shot. You know, cause I mean, you can run him up and shoot people in up close. But I don't think that's going to be his primary. Yeah, I don't think it's the most important thing to have. Yeah. Uh, my number four is the mist field uh, models within two inches. Get the five plus Get plus, five plus The plus. invul save. Yeah, I had that as well. It's, it's a good ability. It then I good. had the load start help because personally, I think that's like if you really wanted to do it, but I know it's your number one, that's cool. Yeah. To me, it's lower. I think that is lower. I, 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 I love really the scanner. I think it's the most useful. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think the scanner is good. But for me, I'm probably only going to put it on the gunner. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. I'm just gonna put it on the shredder. Yeah. I would never do it on anyone else. Yeah, like for me, my number one is like if I could take if I could take it throughout the whole army, I would. Yeah, that okay, that's why it's your number one. Correct. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh and then I have plasma grenades. Uh it's gonna be very very good against certain teams, right? Yeah, and what I like about the plasma grenade versus like a fragging crack to sort of look at something similar, it's right in the middle. It does a good amount of damage, it has blast, you know, it's fine. Yeah. I like I like what it does. Indirect. It's indirect. Um, it's going to be great against uh, Harlequins. Like, you literally just take them against Harlequins. Yep, throw your plasma, it's gone. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just move. You could, you could get up so close to them. I think that these guys are going to be pretty good into Harlequins in general. All right, what you got next? Uh, so, I think that might be the only time that I wouldn't take a lo- Lodestone Helmet uh, is against Harlequins, and I would just deck out my entire army with plasma grenades. And just throw grenades. I'm, I mean, I could do one lodestone and all plasma field, right? But with them, I wouldn't be afraid of them shooting. So you don't have to take Pathfinder Cloak. You know, they just shoot within six. Right. right? They're going to be getting into close combat anyways. Ex- exactly. Um, but my number six is uh, Runes of Protection. So it's great against psychic heavy teams. Uh, Warp Coven, I'm looking at you, kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have three psychers, right? Anyone who you're going to use who's going to be like super upfront or in the open. Right, you're gonna take runes of protection, and you're gonna take your pathfinder cloak, right? Um, and then you're just gonna go ham on them, you know? Because you reroll the saves against psychic, right? Correct. Yeah, because uh, psychic powers are really dangerous. I mean, think about lightning field, right? It's right, right. Just doing them, the amount of damage it does. Four, or five AP one. I mean, that's a lot of damage. That's pretty good. I mean, yeah, you don't even have to roll the hit. Yeah, it just know? happens. It just happens. It's gross. Um, oh, actually, no. I think you do have to roll the hit. Think, okay. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think they have a deck. Um, well, regardless, you know, th- that's why, for me, Runes is a little lower as well. Because it's really just against Psychic, though. I can't just take this on most lists. Yeah, and then the, the 
Diternal Mantles my last because I think it's even more situational than anything else. Right, Torn and Blast. Still really good. Well, you get a three plus save against blast weapons or torrent weapons, right? It's pretty good. I mean, if you're going to go against a bunch of flamers yeah. or. Is there an army that's using weapons. a bunch of flamers right now? Um, I think Vetguard probably have more of them because you can use, I'm assuming the blast rule will also work with grenades. So uh, people usually either take like grenades, hot shot, or a few other things. So if they take grenades, uh, flamer, and a grenade launcher against you, then you have a lot. I mean, it definitely helps, but it's only a single operative, right? You get a three plus save. Right, which is it's like, cool, one of them survived, but then the rest are dying. Or if this one dies, then I waste Yeah, I mean, it's probably great on, like, the people that you don't want to die. Like, you could probably put it on, um, like, your, your Waywatcher. Or right, your... you really just want to make sure that they don't die. I have protection from pretty much everything now. Yeah, yeah. But in the end, to me, right, that's the reason why it's number seven, is because while all of them are viable, and I would be happy if you took any single one of them out, and I would only have six, I'd still be happy with the, the equipment list. Their equipment list, I could see myself taking any of them. Now, what about Corsair Blades? Is that one of them? Yep, just a regular Corsair Blade, an upgraded blade. Personally, I, th- I, I think this... Except for that one. Yeah, I was just thinking to myself, it's cool that you can get the weapon. It's like the Chaos one. It's cool. I don't think I'm going to take it. I mean, it has one EP. You could put it on every single person. Uh, I don't know why you would, because half half of their close combat weapons are better. And people that don't have close combat weapons, you typically don't want to be in close combat. Right. They're getting you objectives on your side or something. So that that's why I don't think I would like Corsair Blades, personally. Yeah, I think that... Like, it's not a bad weapon. Like, just... why would you take Corsair Blades when you could just go with the Warriors and give them the power weapon? Right. Instead of the, the shrieking rifle, right? Is it, is it even instead of? Does it even say? Yeah, so it's a shrieking pistol and a power weapon, or a shrieking rifle, pist- shrieking pistol, and fists. So, like... Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I mean, I guess you could be, like, for the two warriors that I'm taking in my team. Like, I guess if I have extra points, because it is one, so, I'll take, yeah. I'll take the, the shrieking pistol, the shrieking rifle... The Corsair, two of the Corsair blades, so I don't have to use fists. And I mean, I guess I could see that, but I mean, I would think that you're going to be forced into close combat. So maybe if you're playing Tyranids or you're playing uh, armies that are going to get up on you fast, uh-huh. that could be useful. Uh, but I think that's the only time that they would be. Right. Otherwise, I'm going to not really take them. Correct. But this makes sense. Now, what'd you think of the terrain? I thought it looked pretty cool. And it looks like it could be fun to use for Necromunda or just for this game. So I love Games Workshop's terrain. Uh-huh. Like I make my own terrain at my own shop, right? Uh-huh. Uh, mostly because I can't afford all of GW's terrain. Right, right, right. You know? Um, but uh, I would definitely say that I really like the terrain from this set. Uh, I've never been able to buy the pipes before. Right, because it's kind of inexpensive. So this is the greatest deal I mean, is to buy I literally here. had to buy this set. I couldn't wait three months to get these beautiful models. <laughs> and the book once right? it sold out or something I, I actually i needed this set and the fact that it came with this really cool terrain i was very very happy about it's a bonus and i like the one narrative rule you can have the toxic smog yeah. that was kind of fun like all right yeah yeah the narrative stuff yeah like yeah. i mean i don't play narrative often but you know you have it it's cool Dude, i love me some narrative winter's seo man 
I love me some narrative. Now I'll tell you my favorite, my favorite thing is that this comes with two of those, like, I don't know what they're called, the stacks or something like that. Oh, the one where you can, uh, you can custom and make a, the, the steam come out. Yeah. They're called the fuel reservoirs. Um, my favorite thing about the fuel reservoir is this company, uh, real games, FX, they make a, uh, what is it called? They make a, this, this thing called the steam pod. And you put the steam pod inside of this thing and it puffs out steam out the top. So I'm all about terrain and making shit cool, right? So you put, you get two of these steam pods and you put them in in the thing and you actually have steam, just little small bouts of steam coming out, just immerses me even more into the game. I wonder if their steam is like acrylic friendly. So, um... This version is, so they have one thing called the <laughs> fog monster, right? Right. Uh, they have a really cool, uh, the fog monster is great, uh, but it's not conducive to miniatures. Like you have to use polyurethane uh, sealants. You have to use polyurethane glue for the bases. It's not like if you're going to have a wet board, you need to build models for the wet board. Uh, the steam pod releases such a little amount of actual vapor. Um, that it's no different than just playing it in like correct. somewhere that's at least that's what they advertise. I would it, believe that because otherwise you wouldn't buy it. Yeah, it, it's not dangerous to models or anything like that. So that's why I'm also pretty excited about it. All right. Now, what do you think of missions? Because to me, a lot of it was narrative. I love that they came with uh, the terrain setups for the missions, and I really like uh, 1.2's like deployment zone, and I just think that this like looks the coolest. Um, I haven't made the terrain and actually set it up. But for the most part, we're going to be playing on the more competitive stuff, right? Because yeah, there's the competitive so, style. Yeah, so the championship stuff and the squad game stuff um, uh, is going to be, is, which, which is going to be a new tournament circuit in Southern California and probably expand to more places next year, uh, is going to have the best, um, is going to definitely have the, the best playability. Okay. Uh, it's also going to be at LVO, right? So, like, you kind of want to practice on terrain tournament. Well, this stuff is probably good for, like, narrative, at-home games. I'm definitely going to be playing on the uh, the, the more uh, tournament regulation right. stuff. I, I think... The non-GW tournament regulation stuff. Because this is the thing that you have to remember about... Um, maybe we could do maybe our next episode on this or something. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, but uh, the thing that tournament organizers typically don't get paid anything to run events at these, at these big events. So, um, and they don't really get support. So typically they all have to bring their own terrain. Right. So, right. Um, it's going to be impossible to outfit an entire 40 game tables with GW terrain, unless if GW is providing it at GW stuff. And I, I don't see that. I don't see that happening. So, uh, people have to go with the more affordable route. Right, and so that's where you you have other people make terrain and exactly. different prices. Exactly, which is you know that's cool. You know, yeah, the ITC stuff, my stuff. Um, you could go with GW, but you might get into some shady practices if you're trying to get enough. You know, right? You know, uh, I'm not propagating that at all. Um, well, yeah. Overall, I thought the Knockman box with everything you got, the new rules are pretty cool. Absolutely. I really, really enjoy this. Absolutely. Knockman is, is A plus for me. It's probably one of my, well, there's only been three releases, 
But this has probably been my favorite one. I know I loved Orcs when they came out. They were really hot. I didn't care too much for Tower Sisters, but I really like Corsairs. Yeah, I really like the Corsairs. I really like the Legionaries. The Pathfinders, I could have gone with and gone without. I mean, it was just a small upgrade spoof or model kit that was released in 2001. Right. The Novitiates. Um, they look cool, but I'm, I'm I like sisters. sisters better. Yeah. I like the way the Sisters just look better. Just regular Battle Sisters. Yeah. It's fine. It's, it exists, and this is a cool set, so I'm happy Nachman exists. Amazing. Well, looks like we're coming to the end here. You got any plugs you want to talk about? Um, I'll, I'll shamelessly plug myself in my shop. Yep. Uh, lustersworkshop.com or on Etsy. I think my, uh, my, my dot com also sends you to my Etsy for the shop at least. Uh, and, uh, I make a lot of terrain. I make a lot of tokens for kill team. Um, and, uh, I make, I make props. I make like Batman cows and stuff, which is cool. <laughs> uh, cause I, I, I like Batman. I'm like an all around nerd, you know, I'm that, I'm that dude. Yeah. How, about, how about you, Giacomo? For me, you can find me on Instagram at Wargaming Studios. You can find me on Twitter at Jock Plays Games. All right. Yeah, just some generic places. I post pictures and times when I pull stuff out of Magic Cards. I follow them both. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> well, this closes that up, and uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace!